I'm super excited. The time has come. I told you it was going to happen. And Norman Sylvester is here in the studio. Really, really excited. Thank you so much for being here, Norman. Really appreciate that. Patrick, thank you for having me. Meow, meow from the boogie cat to everybody <laughs> out there. Hope everybody is well. Love it. You know, you were on, what was it, about three, four years ago that yeah. we did a show together here on, on, on the mixtape? Yes, it was over. You were over, um, Woodstock? Yeah, uh, Foster, Foster Street. Foster, yeah. Yes. Old Foster Sheet. And it yes. was, uh, we were there talking about the Blues Festival, I think. And we're also talking about the uh, organization that you were involved in, which is that um, Healthcare for All, Healthcare for Blues organization. Yes, and Healthcare for All Oregon. It's amazing. And uh, you got an event coming up. Yes, we do. Um, this um, festival was normally called the Inner City Blues Festival, but we, due to the COVID, we uh, canceled it for about two and a half years. So we're back this year at the Aladdin Theater on May 7th, uh, 4.30 to 7.30, with the Soul Queens and Blues Kings, Making It Real. The Making It Real means that making health care, universal health care, real. We recently, last election, voted in health care is a human right. Yes. So that's the first steps to creating the mobility that we need. This festival, this show will raise funds for that mission to get health care for all. Everybody in and nobody out. We have a wonderful all-star lineup, Patrick. It's crazy, man. It is just, you know, when I look down the list of, of and these are just, you know, they're Portland icons. Portland people have been playing around for a long time. Amen. And uh, it is, so you're playing a lot of uh, of the old standards bands that have, uh, you know, maybe they're not getting all the recognition they have over the years. Yeah, well, basically... Every time I pick up a guitar or attempt to sing the blues, I'm standing on the shoulder of giants. When I say that, I'm talking the men and the women that struggle through from, from slavery to the Emancipation Proclamation to the 13th Amendment to the Great Migration. That was the first one. The second migration was for the war where they came north looking for work. And one of the biggest moves was Muddy Waters walking out of the Mississippi Delta in 1943, to Chicago to become the father of modern blues. So this is where we're at. We're trying to cover uh, not so much Freddie King, B.B. King, and Albert King, but we want to cover guys like Junior Wells, we want, uh, Otis Rush, you know, and of course Muddy, because Muddy Waters, had that managed boy song, that bo 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 that's my favorite. <laughs> so we're going to have to do that one. We got Ben Rice and Tevis Hodge Jr., two young guns. I call them young guns because they're really strong on country blues and slide and all that. They're going to open the show out together. Um, Kim Kim Fields is a harp player to add some authenticity to the blues by putting that harp in there because you can't have the blues without a harp. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And we are blessed to have um, Dover Weinberg, who will be in town for this show on the 7th, and uh, I'm really blessed to have him here uh, from the Robert Cray Band. He's my old friend. Uh, Dover played with me many, many years before he took off with Cray for the second time. So the first part of the show with the Soul Queens is Etta James. They're doing Etta James, Ann Peebles, um, Sister Sledge, Mary J. Blythe, uh, you name it, uh, Chaka Khan. That's LaRonda Steele, my daughter, Lenann Miller, Sarah Billings, and um, Myrtle Brown. And that band is uh, Renato Caranto, Jay Bird Coda, Gary Fontaine, Mark Steele on keys, and my drummer, Donald Taylor. 
And on my set is uh, Jay Bird Coda again with the aforementioned young guitar players, the same drummer, and uh, Dover. So we we plan on rocking out two segments that are just um, feature the blues and this journey. Yeah. You know, I uh, people probably know Shaka Khan just from her, you know, the big hit days on the radio. Mm-hmm. I came across her early on in the band Rufus. Yeah. You know, that mm-hmm. is so, it's just, that stuff is amazing. She she was, what a powerhouse in that band. Yeah, one of the most popular album covers in the world was that uh, Rufus album that, that folded out that everybody had up on their wall, you know, because yeah. back in those days, the album covers was our pictures on our walls and our Yep. Our bedrooms and our party rooms and stuff like that. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, Norman, it is, it's really, um, you have been playing around the Portland music scene for a long time, but you're also so much a part of the community in terms of finding ways to give back. And uh, the Healthcare for All Oregon organization, and, and didn't that start with trying to help musicians, musicians with not having healthcare and, and helping people through hard times? Well, basically, that's my reason for volunteering for the last nine years. My wife and I, we volunteer on the committee. Yeah. And I did it because I've played so many um, benefits mm-hmm. that turned out to be celebration of lives. Because when the people, musicians, found out they had a problem, it was terminal. It was too late or, you know, it was a serious situation. So I think that the routine checkups, everybody should have it, man. Yeah. Nobody should be without it. It's a human right. We got it voted in. And so, yes, the mission is to have it for everybody so they can have that routine checkup and catch things and treat it early. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's really, I'm just, I can't tell you what a thrill it is to have you here tonight. We're going to play a couple tracks off some records of yours. Okay. You're going to play a song live. We're going to kick things off with your song, Too Happy to Sing the Blues. That's off the Family Affair record. All right. And uh, this is Norman Sylvester here, live in the uh, Portland Radio Project studio. Really just honored that you're here tonight. This is his uh, song uh, called Too Happy to Sing the Blues off his Family Affair record here on Portland Radio Project. I never thought I'd be too happy to sing the blues. I got a little bit of money in the bank and a good woman, and guess what? I'm too happy to sing the blues. I got.
Ph.D. She takes care of business. She knows what pleases me, and I'm too happy, y'all, to sing the blues. Yes, I am. I'm in love with Paula Jean, and I wanna spread the <laughs> that is Norman Sylvester with Too Happy to Sing the Blues. That is off his family affair record. And while that was playing, Norman, you and your wife who's here in the studio are telling a story about that, how that song came to be. Yeah, it was. Um, I just got a new van, and uh, we just got married, and we was at a gig, and Gary Fontaine and um, Jay Bird was saying, man, you, you're doing pretty good, man. You're going to be too happy to sing the blues. So I went home and wrote that song, Too Happy to Sing the Blues. Yes, indeed. I, I actually played that for the first time live on a show with Rebe- Rebecca Webb and uh, Les Sarnoff back on their morning show back oh, really? years ago. They had me on there, man, and I played that for the first time on that show. And um, I, I, I'm still t- too happy <laughs> but I love to play the blues. <laughs> <laughs> so I have been, I've been thinking a lot about this show that you're putting on on May 7th with the Soul Kings and Blue Queen Kings and yeah. and thinking about uh you know you said you're standing on the shoulders of of heroes and giants and yeah. and as you were a kid was that music kind of driving you towards what you do now? Like was it something that said this is the thing I've got to do? You know, when I was a kid I'm in Louisiana, I was born in 1945 on my grandmother's 112-acre farm. She was a midwife. She brought me into the world, and um, she was a religious lady, so there was no blues around uh, the house uh, up in northern Louisiana on the farm. But in the cafes in town, when we go to town on a Saturday night, I could hear B.B. King and little Johnny Taylor and Muddy Waters and all those Mm. guys. So I heard the blues, and it caught my ear. Yeah. But my dad was a, a gospel singer. He's singing a quartet, gospel quartet, they were rehearsed at the house, and the a cappella, you know, and they added the guitar to it. When I first heard that guitar playing gospel, and I thought about what I'd heard on the blues guitar, I fell in love with the guitar at that point. Mm. And so, basically, my passion, when I first got hooked to really, really, really want to play the blues in 1965, I went to the Reed College Commons uh, with my wife at the time, uh, ex-wife and uh, Buddy Guy was playing. Ah, Buddy Guy was playing with his teeth. He was playing with his handkerchief. He was playing behind his head. He was sweating <laughs> and carrying on. He took a break, and then we went backstage, and we talked our way into the the green room. And I told uh, Buddy Guy I could play, and he thought, "Oh, you, you played blues?" I said, "Yeah, I know some songs." And he told his road manager to take me back out and let me open up. The yeah. second set on his guitar. I said, I don't have a guitar. He said, well, let it, give him my guitar. Let him play my guitar. So wow. wow. From that show at uh, Reed College Commons, uh, that buddy guy giving me the courage to, and he told me to follow my dream. Uh, and I was working trucking in those days. I'm a retired Teamster, 25 years in the Teamster industry. And I played music on the side. Yeah. I started at the trucking company in 68. 1987, I opened for B.B. King at the Arlene Schnitzer Hall with my band, and I was back at the trucking company the next day. So, you know, keeping insurance for my children, thus we talk on insurance mm-hmm. and medical and dental 
we're back talking about health care again. Yeah, it's, so it comes that back, dictated, doesn't it? Yeah, that dictated what I did at that time of my life. But the blues got into my uh, veins, man. I, I loved me some B.B. King. I opened for B.B. King twice, uh, James Cotton, Tower Power, all while I was working at the trucking company, man. I was back at the trucking company the next day. So God has a plan for us, and <laughs> we just have to wait until it's time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was telling you earlier about going and buying blues records when I was a kid down at Django Records. Oh, and, yeah. I remember and flipping, Django's. Yeah. Oh, flipping yeah. through and trying to find And uh, the James Cotton record, 100% Cotton, yeah, yeah, with yeah. Uh, Rocket 88 on there. Yes. And that was one of the first records. And I was like, there is something happening here. <laughs> I, I'm not sure what it is, but there's something happening here. And I loved it so much. My uh, friend, Isaac Scott, um, I met him at a Church of God in Christ over on Williams Avenue in North Williamson. Wygant. He was playing uh, behind the the choir, and I recognized the song. I said, "Wait a minute, that's a Freddie King song. That's San Jose. He playing up there in that in that <laughs> choir stand." <laughs> and everybody had the tambourines going and can on. And I was, I, he gave me my first guitar lesson. On my dad bought me an eleven dollar ninety five cent acoustic guitar at the H and B pawn shop in downtown Portland, and said if I learned four songs on it, he would buy me an electric. So Isaac taught me those four songs, blues songs. My dad bought me a, a $99 mail order, Spiegel's catalog. Back in those days, you had Alden's, Spiegel's, and J.C. Penney's. So I got that guitar and an amplifier, and I played my first gig on that $99 guitar. How long did it take you to learn those four songs? Sounds like you're not pretty long, driven. Not long, man. I bet not long at all. You know why? <laughs> if we could hear it in those days, we could play it. Yeah. We played by ear. We had those little 45, those little... Um, Record players in our room mm-hmm. with the forty-five, yep, center, and we just groove those records out. And if it's a LP, we'd pick it up and drop it, pick it up and drop it. You know, mess up a whole bunch of LPs playing one song. You know, over and over again, until we got it down. And later on, we got our set lists from the back of a Jet magazine back in the day. All the funk stuff, whatever Jet magazine said was the top ten, we learned those songs. Amazing. Oh, yeah. So that was Buddy Guy. Was uh, was that your first time on stage playing? Yes. And uh, when did you when did when did the first band come together? How soon after that? Well, I made my first recording in 1969. That was my first band, but it was a soul band, an eight piece soul band mm. at the time called Rated X R A T E D X, because the uh, young singer in the uh, the band uh, she was like eighteen. And we was trying to figure out what to name the uh, band. And she looked around, and there was all those brothers sitting around there. When I say brothers, I mean uh, black black men. And she looked at us and said, all you do is just Rated X anyway. <laughs> and we said, okay, let's call it Rated yeah. X. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. <laughs> so you're going to play something live for us here in the studio. What, what do you got for us? Uh, I don't know, man. Let's see what I got here. Let's see if I can make this work. Yeah. It was working a minute ago. It's a song called um, Healing the Healthcare Blues. All right? All right. Norman Sylvester live in the Portland Radio Project studio. trying to do 
Heal the healthcare blue. It's up to me and you. Everybody in and nobody out. That's what it's all about. I don't care what party you're in, Democrat or Republican. Party you're in, independent or non-partisan. Heal the healthcare blue, the only way we can win. Well, healthcare is a human right for every child, woman, and man. Well, healthcare is a human right. Every child, woman, and man. We shouldn't have to beg to get a helping hand. I want everybody to repeat after me right here. Healing the health care blues, y'all say it. The health care blues. Healing the health care blues. Healing the health care blues. Healing the health care blue. Everybody in, nobody out. Oh, that's what it's all about. That is Norman Sylvester. He's live right here in the Portland Radio Project studio. Amazing. Thank you, Norman. You huh, I wonder uh, wonder why you played that song tonight. Huh? <laughs> I'm, not, uh, I'm confused. <laughs> that is amazing. They are, there's the Soul Queens and Blues Kings. Blues Kings. Making It Real concert benefit for Healthcare for All Oregon. That's May 7th at the Aladdin Theater, 4.30 to 7.30. So it is going to be quite an evening Portland, uh, Portland's going to step out in their blues clothes to, to, to put that on. It's, it must be quite something to try to get all that together. Well, it is. You know, it's um, a lot of moving parts, but, you know, I've been doing this for a long time, and I have my stressful moments, but 
Uh, my wife has to talk me off the ledge. And <laughs> I have this beautiful backyard that I can go out and sit and watch the hummingbirds and the bluebirds and come in, and they kind of calm me down and stuff. I'm a country boy, so I love the dirt and the green grass and all that kind of stuff. So that's my shrine area back there. I just go back and kind of think through things, you know, with my guitar yep. in my hand, and I'm before you know it, I'm taking a nap because it takes it just relaxes me to sit out there and think, you know. So it's all coming together. I got a big rehearsal this Sunday at the Union Hall, uh, and uh, I am a member of um, the F- American Federations of Musicians Local 99, and I'm a member of the Oregon Music Hall of Fame. Oh, by the grace of God, I appreciate everybody's support. Please come out and check us out anytime you can, especially on May 7th. Well, you know, you're also now part of the PRP family, too. Yes. Which we are super, super proud of and excited about. Norman just joined the PRP board, which is uh, which is super fortunate for us. And having your voice uh, out in the community here at the radio station is, is pretty remarkable. So thank, thank you for doing that. You're very welcome. I'm honored. So, you know, I was thinking, I was telling somebody who uh, uh, that you were on the show tonight, and, and, and they said to me, he goes, Boy, I remember going out to the Gemini Pub years ago and listening <laughs> to him play. You played on the music scene for a long time. Do you feel like, uh, you know, it's a pretty vibrant music scene? Do you see it's changed a lot? Does it feel still feel the same? Well, we have a new guard that's coming through, like little Timothy James, uh, Ben Rice, and Tevis. Uh, and uh, there's a, a young lady out there that's really a burning little guitar player, and she's a school teacher. And she went to. Uh, she was a little bit ahead of my son at Roosevelt, Taylor Newville. <laughs> Taylor Newville. Somebody write that down. I'm Taylor, writing it down Taylor right Newville. now. Uh, she actually opened up a show out at the garages last week, and I just want to put her name out there so folks can go check out this young lady uh, because she's got that power. She she was burning in high school in the in the uh, the, the band. Uh, they we was playing Michael Jackson stuff, and she was ripping that. Uh, the solos and the Michael Jackson stuff, you know. So yeah. uh, she's really a great guitar player. She did a solo act at the uh, garages. So Taylor Newville is out there. So there is a new regime, but we still got the um, Lloyd Jones and myself, Terry Robb, you know, Andy yeah. Stokes is still based out of here, Richard Arnold. You know, it's a, a big, um, big base of musicians here. So it has changed, but it hasn't changed. Yeah, yeah. It's vibrant, but, you know, we got a new guard. Uh, COVID has changed things a little bit for me as far as where I play, when I play, mm. if I will play. So I'm kind of uh, still in that mode. I haven't really overbooked my schedule. Yep, yep. So that's the only thing that's really holding things a little bit crazy. But now that everybody's uh, uh, considered being back, uh, it's festival time now. I'm at the Waterfront <laughs> Blues on the 3rd. Excellent. Yes, Excellent. Indeed. So I'm at the Spare Room on Saturday. This coming Saturday up on 42nd in Alberta Court doing a dance party up there. Uh, so that's going to be a fun thing. So the Portland music scene is great, man. All we got to do is, and we thank all the uh, fans and friends for supporting us because the Portland mu- music community it's always there for anything that they're needed for, benefits mm-hmm. and all of that, you know. So if you hear of somebody playing and there's a little covered, or just go pay that cover and, uh, you know, support them because we're out there doing a labor of love and we, we practice and we do, we concentrate and dedicate ourselves to our art. So we just love seeing 
your smiling faces out there in the audience, smiling and having fun with us. Come and relax with us anytime. <laughs> well, you know, that is uh, the, the joy of being around on this radio station is that there's meeting a lot of local bands, and everyone says the same thing. We're really tight-knit. Mm-hmm. We play on each other's records. Mm-hmm. We're there supporting each other. There's sort of that uh, uh, desire to make really good music because there's a lot of really good music being made, and uh, it's, it's pretty remarkable. One quick thing. I had a gig yesterday at the uh, Port of Portland, and I, I, I made a phone call or two early on, and I got the the percussionist for for war from war. That's amazing. And, but it's, it's lowriders now, so it's not war. It's lowriders, see, so but formerly war. And Chuck Barber, he came there. I had LaRonda Steele with me. I had Peter Moss on saxophone, blowing flute, Barry and tenor. I had Mark Steele on keys. Um my drummer, Donald Taylor, and my bass player of 40 years, Rob Shoemaker. And we covered everything from the Harlem Renaissance. We talked about gospel. We talked about blues and the cradle of, of birth in Africa. So yesterday was a special day. I'm still kind of floating on that show because it was just so wonderful. I just had to put that out there. I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, Norman, I love listening to you talk because the thing that strikes me is uh, your your reverence for the music and your reverence for the for the for the the shoulders you're standing on, but you're also, you give so much back to the community and you just do it by talking about people, you know, by being able to say the names of those people. Right. It gets people out there going, wait a minute, I, I remember that. I remember LaRonda Steele or I remember, you know, Sarah Billings or I, and right. it, it just, it's a gift that you just seem to so naturally do, which is inviting everybody into this conversation, into this family of musicians. And it's, it's, it's a gift, Norman. I don't know if you, if you notice that about yourself, but listening to you talk is really, it's really quite remarkable how you do that. Well, I thank you so much. And I, I, I mentioned and bring in the young folks in the Friendship Network, but also by mentioning the ones that's passed on, mm-hmm. we make them live eternal. Yeah. Like Janice Scroggins, Linda Hornbuckle, Paul DeLay, all the folks, you know, we have strong in our memory, my friend Isaac Scott, to just name a few. We just got to say those names, say those names, and then somebody going to say, oh, I remember that person. Now that's how we are. We live forever. Yeah. Yes. Well, I've I've been very fortunate here to have a... to have you on the show, I had Terry. I've had Derek, Terry Rob on a couple of times. He's a and, monster, uh, yeah. And uh, I play a lot of Ben Rice on my show. It's just he's a bad just, man too. It's really great <laughs> stuff. And so we've got one more song here. You've uh, sell, it's selected by Norman Knight, "Blue Stains on My Hand." Uh, anything you want to say about the song, or we just kick it off? I wrote this song uh, for the touring musicians. You know, they're always out on the road, sleeping in hotels and motels on the bus. You know, although the bus does have satellite TV and all that stuff, you know, (laughs) (laughs) couches and all that kind of stuff. But they're on the road. But this song, Blue Stains on My Hands, is for anybody that's in a profession that they're dedicated to. That stain of that job or that profession or that career is on your hands. And you live it, and it's your passion. And the blue stains on my hands is for that myself and those touring musicians and all the guys that do play the music. I love it. And ladies. And lady, absolutely. Yeah. This is Norman Sylvester here on Portland Radio Project. His song, Blue Stains on My Hands. Blue 
straight old to the grave. Can't work no nine to five, y'all. Working like a slave while the rich get richer. That was the Norman Sylvester Band with Blue Stains on My Hands. Norman, thank you so much for being here. I can't tell you how honored I am that you are, are part of the PRP family and that you took time out of your really busy schedule to be here tonight. Well, I appreciate you having me down. It was an honor to be here with you. Um, you know, it's been so long, we have to uh, do it again soon. I, I look forward <laughs> to it. Well, you tell me you're putting out new music, Norman, so I'm going to hold you to that and yes. and have you back when that comes out. Okay, I'll be happy it. to come and share that with you because uh, I wrote a song on that call. Pandemic blues is about streaming TV, watching streaming TV and stuff, man. <laughs> Which so, we yeah. did a lot of. Yeah. <laughs> we got a lot of that done during that time. So thank you so much, man, for your support and for PRP uh, doing what they do with the community. So I really thank you a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. And so Soul Kings, Soul Queens and Blues Kings, the Making It Real concert, a benefit for health care for all Oregon. That is Sunday, May 7th at the Aladdin Theater from 4.30 to 7.30. It is going to be a tremendously amazing show. A lot of Portland, uh, just huge talents are going to be there that night. And uh, we got we got to be out there raising money, giving back so we can get health care for all people. And, Norman, thanks for being a part of that. That's, thanks for bringing that voice to our community. You're very welcome, man. It's my honor to do that. 